Welcome to another episode of PG Radio. I'm your host Prakar Gupta and on this episode of my podcast I'm going to be doing another Ask PG with my ex-roommate um and a very fresh friend Rohan Sharma. Rohan and I connect very well on matters of intoxication. <laughs> But funnily enough, uh we managed to have some sort of a sincere conversation on the concept of moving on as to what goes into the idea of moving on from a particular instance, event, person, so on and what not. <clears throat> so without much further ado, let's please begin PG Radio. I want to take a quick second out to remind you that you can subscribe to my podcast if you like its content. The subscribe buttons are right on the top of your app screen. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hi, hi everyone. So my question for this episode is what what is moving on and when do you think a person has realized that they have moved on from something or someone in their life? Mm-hmm. So I will answer that question that's so a great question. Let's figure it out. So I was recently thinking about the concept of forgiveness. By the way, Gujar area, can you imagine? Okay, so I was recently thinking about the concept of forgiveness with somebody and I was like I do not know if forgiveness is forgiveness and that's it. I think forgiveness is forget forgiving and forgetting. And so when you asked me that question it sort of clicked in that direction actually that that forgiveness is forgiveness by itself right forgiveness means if i forgive you i forgive you however moving on from that would constitutes element would, would constitute elements of forgiveness and forgetting forgetting that you forgave forgave that you forgot so what that means is one you forget one you forgive one you forget that's two three you forget that you forgave and four you forgave yourself for forgetting that's complicated it is it's slightly complicated it's but slightly think complicated, really. so think about it so so use this use this map to measure any instance that you would try to evaluate whether you moved on from that or not so the first thing you have to see is whether i have forgotten it whether i have forgiven him or her okay i have forgiven him or her okay maybe have i forgotten what no. they did to me no i'm i'm just saying that's that's how you measure it then you ask yourself have i forgotten have i forgotten the fact that so and so happened to me uh-huh. Three, you see if you forget the fact that you forgave them, that forgiving them is no longer important enough to be remembered. But why do you? Why do you think we have to forget it eventually? I don't think anyone. You don't anyone, have to. You don't have to. Anyone forgets it. You you never forget it. If someone you let's suppose there was someone you mm-hmm. forgave him mm-hmm. or her, you moved on. You crashed them, crashed into them again. You remember what happened. Sure. You remember. Sure. And so, you remember the frequency. The dynamic is not the same anymore. Sure. So, with that comes the second part of the question, right? Which was essentially, how does one know that they've no, moved on, right? So, to answer that in a very reductionist sense, the answer would be when the emotional impact of that memory has has gone below the critical mass. What that means is essentially that. all memories have an emotional impact on us that's a good point you made that it went below a critical mark it didn't disappear it doesn't disappear it you just yeah. you, you just don't disappear. care about it anymore you don't care about it anymore so it it has gone below the point of you being either aware or cognizant or even affected by it so it, it it's like a slight itch instead of a sharp pain now but there it leaves scope for it to be triggered sure it does it does it does it does and that is in some sense if 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 i may that is in some sense a law of karma that is exactly what it is If somebody hurt you, you realize they're not to be trusted. That is the impact that your karma causes in the world. 
You see what I mean? You might have moved on from it. It doesn't affect you anymore. But you still think they're not worth trusting. That's moving on still. Moving on is not absolute forgiveness. Absolute yeah, forgiveness is I erase the whole I, thing. I don't think they did acknowledge absolute forgiveness. So if 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 the question is uh, whether there is an absolute forgiveness or not, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think I am evolved as a as a person in the sense that my 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 cycle my psychology is developed. Because I, I you might say that the saints and and the and the Buddhas and the Arihants and and the so on and so on from the past, the priests and so on, they were like. You know, I don't know. Were were the meditating gurus wise enough to forgive absolutely? I don't know. But interestingly, I've been I've been watching many interviews about a lot of sports, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm very interested in you know seeing all these cricketers come in, Vasim Akram, Akhyanesh. Right. I'm watching Vasim Akram in an interview, and he said, "Maafkar bada armi bas." Right. You can just sing that. Right. But so what that means is forgive, forgive and be so. big, forgive and be a bigger person. Right, that's yeah, what it means. Yeah, right, that's right. What it means. Right. So, and and so, what is the conclusion that you drew? But I don't think it's absolute forgiveness. No, there is You're not. Just forgetting it for the sake of it, I think. उसके हिसाब से मुझे लगा कि just ठीक है तुमने कर दिया माफ़ पर तुम्हें दिमाग में क्या नहीं कि रहेगा कि ऐसा हुआ था तुमने माफ़ किया था तुमने ख़त्म किया मार्टर. So I sometimes think people just forgive, just close that matter, just shut it down, so that it doesn't affect them more. Mm-hmm. So, so the question was essentially that you feel like a lot of people often just. forgive for the sake of forgiveness and they just pretend to move on from that instance without having truly acquired yeah. the ability and that is absolutely true a lot of people having a face to face oh for sure for for for, for avoiding the conflict absolutely yeah. it's it's an easier route to take sure absolutely and to face it right but i think the most uh, efficient thing you can do to your mental real estate to the sanity of your sense right that the most the most uh, the most efficient you can be in your mind is if you actually let it go right so even if a lot of people do that it is to their uh cost and that is in some sense a law of karma i mean yeah. i don't mean to repeat that i just came out of vipassana but you do understand what i mean right yeah that's it or is there a follow up also for letting it go what do you I mean, mean it's the same thing it's the same circle forgive let go forgive let go maaf kar de aage bad the really? act of the act of letting go is uh, more profound than the words lend themselves to be So what that what that means is um letting go is not the easiest thing. You do not realize how tightly you hold on to certain yeah. elements, certain images and certain constructs that you build for yourself to protect yourself from you know being hurt. We all do that. Um and letting go is a very uh, is is a very pervasive concept when it comes to the science of psychedelic substance use. So in a lot of in a lot of instances a bad trip is an indication of you not letting go because the psychedelic is absolutely unraveling the mysteries That's of your bigger. psychology right it's mm-hmm. literally unraveling the knots you've tied yourself into but you're so bent on not letting it go there is such a tear in the psychology that for the 8 hours you behave in a very miserable form right and so i have experienced that myself in a few instances um and i distinctly remember the moment where i did let go to the strongest psychedelic that i've used Shout out, Annabel! Uh, thank you so much for being there. It was—it's—it's just a whole different thing. You absolutely surrender, and surrender is probably the most—it it comes very difficult to men. Surrender is a hard thing to accept. You know, you surrender to the fact that you were hurt, taken advantage of, or exploited, or and so on. You couldn't so. do anything about it. And yeah, maybe, maybe you could. Maybe you just didn't probably care to do. Probably wanted 
wanted to win differently or you want different things bro anything from maybe i was a coward to maybe i was the bigger man and i did not want to act on him is fine as long as you stick to the explanation so if you remember what happened between vinamra and neerav right uh-huh. the whole idea was vinamra you should have either punched him back in that moment or if you chose to forgive stick by it Yeah. There is no way to cross over because if you cross over, then yeah. you lose respect for yourself, and others lose respect for yeah. you. So it's the same thing. Maybe I'm a coward. Accept it. Move on. Or maybe I was just being the bigger person. Accept it. Move on. Try to make it as truthful as possible. Most likely, it's going to be a combination of all of these. Or you know, it's it's sometimes very hard to accept in the same case scenario that I I really truly love this person so much that. I was blindsided by their toxicity. Yeah. I was stupid and that's worse I than I was weak. That happens a lot. Yeah, for sure it does. Bro, I you people and You don't see it. You don't it, see it happening and you don't see it even after it has happened. Cuz like you, you still miss or you still want those parts of your life to be together or stitched together in a way. Absolutely. You don't want the image to be ruined, right? Yeah. So like often with breakups that's why people have a hard time moving on us because they and I myself have experienced that funnily. You create an image of this person in your head that no longer is this person that yeah. is why you broke up that is why you consented to a breakup but the image in your head keeps luring you back seducing you back and then every time you knock on the door you realize this is not the same person as before right and it's yeah. con- because people constantly evolve so off and not just that sometimes people do far worse they get they fall in love with the image of themselves in that time when they were with this person So they keep going back to that person to pre- feel like the way that they did when they were with this person. Even after things having changed so much, everything changes. You never go back to feeling the same. Yeah, but I think that's a case of shooting your own and shooting your own ego. For sure, that is. And so that, that truth is a pretend that they were the best version of themselves with someone else. But truth is a habit that needs to be. Truth is is not a virtue you can embody in an instant. It's a habit that is cultivated. So what that means is that it. You can probably tell the most diluted amount of truths today if you've been lying all your life. Hypothetically, example, yeah. right? One month into it, you'll be able to tell yourself bigger truths, and then eventually you'll be able to look at yourself, be like, "Oh, you're lying to yourself, you fucking liar," and laugh about it, so right? So you mean the first step is acceptance? The first step is acceptance, right? Is the most diluted form of acceptance. This is what I can accept right now, right? Like you, okay? I'm going to tell myself the absolute truth. but every other force in my body that is not conscious is going to stop me from it so whatever i can manage today and then just keep telling the most amount of truths that you can and eventually you will realize you'll be able to tell the world great truths and you'll be unafraid and that is the yeah. making of mahatma gandhi and that is the making of uh, nelson mandela and martin luther king and all the other great people who lived to tell the truth it wasn't a one off instance where they were like okay truth no you build through it build it through it And any great man is made of the virtue of fearlessness and truth, in my view. You have to be the two, and they both run almost together. Yeah. But they solve so much for people. It's not just because you know you are now courageous, but also because. I think meant- the most fearless people are the most honest people. Say that again. The most fearless people. Right. They are the most honest people. It it has a correlation. It has a correlation. It has a correlation because we often lie out of fear. We often lie out of shame. We often lie out of out of greed and out of other things. But very often we lie out of fear, and very very often we are afraid of the truth. Yeah. So they sort of run together. That's absolutely true. Um, I once wrote a piece. Uh, it's like a very kind of a piece that I would never publish, but it was like, like it, it, the title. No, nothing like an article, but for nobody except for my understanding. When I had had a particular experience, I like to compile it in words. Often, so the the, the it was called truth, fear, and humor. So after a certain while, I had just I had refused to lie. I was like, "Fuck this shit! I'm not gonna lie, right?" And so when I started telling the truth, what I realized was I was less afraid, and I was automatically funnier. And I was like, "Wait a second! 
That is so odd. I just told myself I'm going to tell the most amount of truth I can. It it was super weird. It was super weird, and I'd find myself lying. It's not like I was perfect, but like it, I started enjoying the process. I was like, now I have almost nothing to. I'm but not tight anymore. Being the truth, you also understand a lot about yourself. Right. Absolutely do. Yes, know your about yourself. And then the, the the best thing that probably people who at least try to improve their social skills don't understand is that what telling the truth does is that it directly has a psychosomatic phenomena, and your body becomes looser. So the most fluent people that you will see in social situations are also the people who can tell the truth. Right? If not the biggest truth, more small truths than anybody else. So what that does is it brings a fluency to your body. You are not storing tension in your body. That automatically makes you more attractive. So that's like a life hack in itself. In every sense of the word, since I started walking down the path of some sort of an absolute truth, some sort of an absolute truth, it just eased a lot of things for me. But I think that should be quite a lot. Yeah. If you like this stuff, might i please remind you to please press the subscribe button if you liked it enough if you press the subscribe button it only helps other listeners come to find the podcast more easier also if you disagree with something you are more than welcome to approach me on any of my social media handles or my email my email is mailme.prakargupta@gmail.com finally leave a feedback leave a review it really helps people who are who are checking my podcast out to find if they'd be interested in this content or not and eventually if you just love this podcast and you cannot stop thinking about it share it with somebody it really helps my audience grow a little bigger thank you so much for listening it's been incredibly fun doing this for you